0: Greetings beautiful people, here I am again with another episode for you. We are drawing to the end of season one, and I wondered whether I should even bother with these seasons, but it is a lot to prepare podcast episodes, especially as I haven't really gone down the guest route. However, in season two, that's all about to change, but I'm not going to go for superstars. I'm going to do coffee and banter sessions, which I think will be quite interesting. So just regular people talking about life, what they've learnt, and how everybody else impacts what they do in life or not. So yeah, I'm going to try something a little different because I don't think podcasts should all be about, oh, we've got a guest superstar this week. That's not me. I can't get them anyway. Moving on, this week's episode is about pet peeves. Now, for some of you who aren't familiar with that term, basically it's minor annoyances that somebody finds bloody irritating and I'm one of them. To be fair, I may well be a pet peeve for someone else, but I swear to God. <laughs> Originally known as pet hate, which I just find the word hate is too powerful to use. It's really intense, so I try to avoid that word, but people will be more familiar with pet hates. And just remember, with that word hate, it's really potent and carries a lot of baggage. To be just thrown out there and spoken like it's nothing, Just consider that when you're about to proclaim, I hate her, I hate something or whatever. I'd rather say, I can't stand tuna. I dislike birds. Something like that. (laughs) I think you may catch me out. There'll be one day when I say it and you said, oh, you're a bit two-faced teen because you said, hey, in the last episode. This topic came to mind as I was taking a leisurely walk around a local park the other day. And I put something on my Instagram about missing Egypt because they've got these massive statues of the Sphinx put in this park. And um, as I was observing these statues that look phenomenal in the top of the park, I started really looking at people in their actions. Interesting for me because I'm still wait for it, I'm still suffering. Some of the effects of uh, having Covid, breathlessness being one of them, I really stood and watched people. I love that anyway, I'm a bit of a voyeur and I realise sometimes we meander through life and don't notice things until it's not too late but we just need to be a bit more observant. I think I should have been a freaking detective if I'm honest with you. Some call me nosy, some may say but it's nothing to do with you but actually if we are more aware in life, it helps us be more aware of ourselves. Being aware of others, I mean, to be more specific. I like to know what's going on around me for my own peace of mind. But back in the park, I saw these teens peeing on my beautiful fake sphinx from Egypt. And I was like, what the fuck? And you know, other things that really get me, I mean, I'm going to come onto my list in a minute. Dog poo and owners not bagging it, I think it's gross, you have to get down and bag it, but what's worse, slipping in someone's poo, or just holding your nose and picking at your dog's shit, and while we're on the shit subject, I came out of my drive the other day, and just at the end of my car, someone had let their dog poo right near my drive, I was livid But the worst thing is, I got a plastic bottle out of my recycling tray, which was being collected, and tried to flick it into the road, and it was still wet. (laughs) Oh my God, and I thought, I'm not going to go and get the hose out now. But you know, why do people not give a shit? They have their pets, and they let that happen. So that's a big pet peeve for me. Moving on from the park, I thought, let's talk about some of my pet peeves or dislikes that I almost want to call people out on, but have to just take a deep breath and let it go. Because really and truly, is it really impacting my life? Well, sometimes it is. Actually, let me get onto my first one. What is it with people having their mobile phone on loudspeaker and having a full-blown conversation, especially on public transport? If I wanted to hear word for word what's going on, I'd invite them all to a Zoom call, to be honest with you. But please, people, respect everyone's space and ears and turn off the frigging speaker. Get some headphones or something. I had to laugh once when one of my friends, she did it. She was um around my house. I said, why don't you just get some headphones and just speak? I don't want to hear your conversation. And she said, but I talk louder when I've got headphones in. Yeah, I still don't think it's much of an excuse. But, you know, I just don't want to hear everyone's conversation. And plus, she was speaking out in my garden. So God knows how many other people heard because it's all quite loud. But yeah, I was just somewhere the other day on a train and someone's having this full-blown conversation where they talk into the phone mic, put the phone to their ear and I just don't get it. I don't get it. I just, maybe I'm a bit more private or people don't give a shit or whatever and they talk to you about radiation airways. But yeah, I'm not really into that at all. So it's a real big pet hate of mine. Another one is more work-related. I don't kind of have this problem anymore because obviously I work for myself. But one of my big things at the time is micromanagement is that about and I think there are so many managers who don't know how to be managers they get promoted into that place or they go for a job and people look at their CV and think yeah great and they can't manage and I find micromanagement is a form of control and distrust or not being able to delegate and If you're ever in the situation where you've been micromanaged, it isn't nice. Have you done this? Can I have a? Let me just have a check before you send it out because you just feel like you're on the back foot the whole time. And so I'm going to ask, can I get a witness on this one? I mean, damn! I once had this boss. She was awful from a micromanagement point of view, and she was really good. I mean, she was a really good leader. But I thought, how have you got the time and energy to be micromanaging all of us? like this and actually in the end it just drove me so nuts that i resigned i thought i can't handle this i can't handle this at all hmm another one for me is eating with your mouth open you'd be surprised at the amount of people that actually eat food and they're i can see everything is going around like a washing machine i think it's absolutely disgusting and i and I don't know if it starts from younger how to sit and eat properly or or what but I'm like is there a reason why I should be watching all the food in your mouth and also I think it comes back to a little bit of table manners right because I think through the different places that I was brought up in and it may not be right it may not be wrong but that didn't make any sense but it may not be right but we were always taught in some of the households that I was brought up in there were a lot fork on the left knife on the right you don't put your knife in your mouth. I've got a funny story on that one, but I'll come back to it. And, you know, you're meant to put your knife and your fork and pause between bites, which actually, to be fair, when I went to see my nutritionist a little earlier in the year and I said, I may as well just put the whole plate in my mouth and let the food go down without chewing. And she said to me, it is about, because I used to eat fast, but I've got friends that eat faster than me, I've realised. I eat quite slowly now. I actually used to go out with this guy that Ate like a bloody snail that in the end I wouldn't even go out to a restaurant with him but you know what when I think about it now and what my nutritionist said to me you should be chewing your food between 50 to 100 times per mouthful and you put your knife and fork down in between picking up the next bit to put in your gob the pet peeve has kind of gone off piste a little bit but I guess my point is the table manners thing with eating with your mouth open or you know putting your knife in your mouth when you're eating and all this kind of shit I do notice it, and I think it's just the way I've been brought up, so pretty standard. And I know it's kind of ambiguous that whole statement about a knife and fork, because actually, in countries where you eat with your hands, it's a whole different ballgame, right? Anyway, keep your mouth shut when you're eating. And on that point as well, do you know what I noticed since I've had these sort of Covid symptoms that I'm walking and I'm walking with my mouth open, and funnily enough, I've noticed it so much in people when they're walking along, they've got their mouth open and I'm thinking (laughs) anything could fly in there, you know, so you need to shut your mouth and I found myself with my mouth open the other day because I was still trying to get oxygen in, so that's really weird, isn't it? A big one for me, and I'm not gonna lie, I don't give a shit if you're my mum, is lateness. I don't even know where to start with this one, but I think it's one of the most disrespectful things and rude that I've ever encountered. The days of not having a mobile phone and you make an arrangement with somebody to meet them, you would have to go to a phone box to say to somebody I'm running late or not turn up now. I've got a couple of people that I know that just think it's okay if we're saying we're meeting at 10 and they arrive at 25 past 10 and I just say, so nothing? I mean, even with a mobile phone, they don't even bother saying I'm going to be late or I've been caught up. And I think, would you do that for a job interview? No so why is it as friends or colleagues or whatever whoever you're meeting you turn up late now if there's a valid excuse I get it but the fact is we have phones and we can say I'm going to be late but actually it shouldn't even be that way I always am early for anything if I'm meeting a friend I work the journey out and always plan to be 15 minutes a little bit more even if I'm pottering around but it really does get my back up it really does One of the interesting things I found a couple of years ago, and it's back to the workplace again, I was working with somebody and uh, they just kept finishing my sentences when I was talking. And I didn't notice it at first, but I witnessed them doing it with other people. I just found it very odd. So you'll be saying something and they've just literally joined in the sentence with you, if that makes sense. It was odd and it was irritating I know that I have got a habit at work. Say, for example, you're in a discussion or a meeting and because I think I'm going to forget what I'm going to say, I almost jump in to try and make my point and say, oh, sorry for interrupting you. But I'm self aware and I know I do it and I don't do it as badly as what I used to. But yeah, that is irritating as hell, right? Someone's talking and I just think, quick, get your point in, get your point in. But you should be waiting until they finish. And actually, what I've learned to do is write it down just in case. So they could be making a point. I write it down and then I mention my piece. So listen to my whole episode on, uh, I think it's Knowing Me, Knowing You, a little bit on awareness because people are so not aware, but I am. Okay, another one on motor vehicles, driving a car and turning without signalling. Oh my gosh, this drives me absolutely insane. People just, and I just love beeping my horn, but what I've always dreamt of in my car is having a plastic toy water pistol but it's filled with tomatoes so when people do shit like that I can just squirt their car with squashed tomatoes because the other thing is I hate is slow drivers the other day I got caught behind and it wasn't an old person right so I give a little bye for that if you're older Because I could be like that soon and I'm driving a little bit more cautiously and stuff. But it's just these other people that just don't seem to have any awareness that there's other people behind them. And I know the speed limits because I've just been done for speeding people. I'm waiting to hear my um, forfeit. We do this thing in the UK, rather than we get points on our license, you've got X amount of points on your license, and you can lose points on your license for speeding, depending how bad it is. So I was in a 20 mile per hour zone, and I was doing 27. So what they do now, rather than give you points on your license, they may put you on on a speed awareness course, which lasts for about three hours, is very boring, but at least you don't get your points on your license. I've done one before, I did one about six years ago, and I fell asleep in the evening it's not the greatest and i do get it because when you realize the impact of going over the speed limit that you should and who you could hit at that speed i totally get it so i need to be a bit more patient but the slow driver thing i mean they're going slower than the miles per hour and while we're on the subject of driving you're sitting at the traffic lights or whatever you call them in the u.s yeah what do you call them in the u.s is it stop lights that's it (laughs) I love it stoplights you're sitting at the stoplights I'm not even going to do an accent which I just did and it was shit and drivers are picking their nose and eating it in the comfort of their car thinking that no one else can see. But as I told you, I love to know what's going on. So more often than not, I'm staring at people in their cars. I'm looking at around and someone probably usually honks me to get going. But I know that bogey probably tastes lovely and salty and is better than your Sunday roast dinner. But get some tissues in your car. And, you know, it's usually in our country, we've got the white van drivers, which are all the people that do labouring work. And, you know, those kind of jobs which are white collar workers and you see them all the time just digging at their nose looking at it and then it goes pops in the mouth. I'm just puking at this point. Another one that's quite controversial and I do apologize in advance because it is a medical condition is restless leg syndrome. Have you ever seen when someone's legs just going up and down and before I'd seen a documentary on it I thought it was something that calmed the nerves. So I remember sitting on a train one day and I'm watching this guy and his leg is just going like the clappers. So it's just like they're just shaking up and down. I'm doing it now while I'm talking on this podcast. And I thought, oh, maybe it's something that calms you down and whatever. But actually, I find it very distracting. But for them, it is about this urge to get this imaginary pain, I think, out of their leg. And uh, yeah, look it up. Restless leg syndrome. This documentary was really powerful where somebody tried to stop it and then the both legs are going. It was weird. Another pet pave for me is people talking really loudly in public. I just almost think, just turn the volume down, turn it down. And I know that I've got quite a loud voice. So I'm really conscious of this, especially on trains. Like if someone phones me, if I haven't put my phone on silent and someone phones me on the train, I get really embarrassed and just say, I can't talk now, I'm on the train. <laughs> and I just have to jump off it because I know my voice is going to be quite loud. Just by default, I haven't got one of those quiet voices. So I'm being a bit two-faced really, talking about people who... Just have to uh, have some really large vocal disputes in public or just general. It's just loud. TV programmes or films that show people who have just had rampant sex in the bed, I'm going to say here. Actually, it could be anywhere. And then they just put their clothes on and go about their business. What happened to a quick shower or something? It's not, is it a pet peeve? I just always notice it and think, so no one's just going to go and say, I'll have a quick um, shower. I know it's down to the script writers and Tina, why are you even listing this one? But it's just something. Planes, planes. I'm dreaming of travel. Anybody listened to Travel Bug last week will know this. Reclining your seat on the airplane. We all know we're in a confined space when we get on a plane. That's if you like getting on planes, which I do. I've done business class, loved it. You can recline your seat and you don't have to worry because there's no one near you. You've got someone next to you usually, whether well, the, the one I did. But when you're in standard seats and someone decides, well, I'm just going to go to sleep now, don't give a fuck who's behind you and uh, don't matter if you've got your food tray there either. They recline it all the way back. Suddenly, got your own tray pushed through your gut and you've got them reclined. And I just cannot stand it. I really cannot stand it. And I just think, couldn't we all be a bit more considerate and say, do you mind if I just recline? Or they say, is your food tray still there because I'd like to move back or whatever, but they don't. And you know the worst thing about a reclined seat? If they've gone to sleep heavily and then you try and get out to go to the toilet. To be fair now, I don't really give a shit. I just push the push the chair forward while I get out and that wakes them up and they're all upset, but I don't care. Now I'm just going to roll these off a little bit quickly, I think. Um... Dirty toilet bowls in the workplace. I don't get how people turn into animals in work. Now, again, I'm going to counteract this with some of you saying, but having the toilet brush in a workplace or anywhere is pretty disgusting if you can't clean it or change it. I get that. However, there are some strategies you can do if you're going to do a number two. Fill the toilet pan with toilet paper, people. Then do your poo. For me, I don't have that problem. You know why? Why? My bottom likes my home toilet seat and when it comes into contact with someone else's mm, it just goes straight back up again. Just thought I'd mention that. Putting your knife in your mouth I mentioned before but (laughs) what I do have to mention here is when I went out on this date last year and this guy proceeded to put the knife in his mouth to get something out of his teeth. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. But because it was such a great day, I almost let it go. And he he suddenly clocked what he'd done. And he said, oh my God, did I just do that? And he told me the next day, he was so disgusted with himself, he told his sister. And I thought, okay, all righty then. Pet peeve of mine. I don't know if it's a pet peeve, but bad teeth. I had some amazing pictures framed that I bought. They were boutiques in Kenya. And someone had recommended this guy, said he's really great, he's called Brian, and he's not far down the road from you. So off I popped to meet Brian and take my boutiques, and it was during kind of lockdown Ian. I didn't know him, I didn't really want to go into his house, and I thought, oh God. Because he came out to the door, and when he opened his mouth, there were no teeth on the top of your mouth. And I just thought, Back, he has no teeth. And I just find it quite gross, if I'm honest. However, when a mate of mine said, she went to the dentist and they said, you need a root canal, you need this, you need that. And it's £1,500 worth of work. I can see a lot of people really can't afford to get their teeth done. So, you know, look, I'm saying I don't know what the answer is, but it's a pet peeve of mine, bad teeth. If I am looking at a potential date or partner, the best thing for me is going to be they've got damn good teeth, beautiful eyes, because my lips are not going anywhere near anybody who has got bad teeth, if I'm honest. I think I've got maybe two more, and one of them is a bloody massive pet peeve back to the mobile phone again notification sounds on a mobile phone it drives me insane you'll be sitting on a packed commuter train and all you hear is ping 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 they got notification sounds for email, they've got notification sounds for a message that's come in on WhatsApp. Every damn thing that happens on their phone there's a notification sound and it's loud. And it's funny because I just bought a new mobile phone a couple of weeks ago and the first thing I do is go into the ringtone, vibrations and notifications and they all get turned to silent, the ringtone, I've got a really cool tune, but more often than not, it's on silent, so I'm just saying people, do you need to have a notification sound every time you get something pop up on your phone, it can pop up as a bloody um push notification, did you not know that, I'm telling you now, and then my final one, when I went to China, spitting, oh my goodness, I've never seen anything like it, and it's absolutely gross, spitting, on the street or anywhere i mean i kind of don't mind it with sport like by the time this is published it's the london marathon you'll get people gobbing all over the place gobbing is another word for spitting if you're not sure but when it's just every day and you get these right geezers over here particularly and women i've seen do it walking down and they just gob they just spit and i just think it's gross my thought of the day is this with this whole kind of pet peeve thing I'm trying to take three deep breaths when I see something that really irritates me now. Life really is too short to be getting all antsy about shit. So I have learned to start letting go because my vibration needs to remain high. I ain't got time for no BS. So people, watch out for the dog shit. Avoid the gob on the pavement, aka spit. Clap when someone picks their nose in the comfort of their own car. After all, it's their freaking nose, not yours or mine, should I say, as soon as I've got the problem with it. And if someone is shaking their leg off the Richter scale, it's probably restless leg syndrome, not a way of pissing you off. And finally, if you're enjoying my podcast, please, please, please leave me a review and rate it on Apple podcasts and I say Apple podcasts because that's the only one that you can leave a review I'm sure you can rate it on Spotify I'm not sure get a notification know when I'm going to be sending you something next but going into season two I want more and more people to tune in and listen this is episode 29 on wowzers this will be the penultimate episode which I hope you've enjoyed today before I take a little bit of a break and uh, start strategizing for season two. I've tried to keep my episodes no longer than 30 minutes so you don't have to commit too long in hearing my dulcet tones. Until next time, people, spread the love, spread the word, and tell who will ever listen to you about My Life, Not Yours by me, Tina Jean. Take care and have a great week, people.